Once again, the big book of death. This is the final part, though. So at least there's that. We're up to chapter 7. Alternative disposal. We'll see what this is about. Apparently, in the 18th century, there is a guy who, he declares this out loud. Hey, we keep burying people. Eventually, we're going to run out of land. So, he has himself embalmed sitting up uh, so as to take up less room. That worked until his head started to rot. Eh. And here this guy's talking about Evita Peron. Uh, is in a Madonna movie. I bet in the movie they didn't keep the part about her corpse here, which they go into in detail. And here this chick dies, but her will said that her husband could control her money, but only while she stayed above ground. So the guy got a doctor to preserve her. That way she did stay above ground. And he got to keep her money for years. I like these dead people. With the flies around their head. And their families can't accept that they're dead. And this guy here. The ice under him melted. And the disciples of the guy gave the water to the pilgrims to drink. Eh. And then after that, eventually the police did come out to bury him. So, and here they're talking about pre-med jerks who the one guy is holding up for his fingers to make bunny rabbit ears behind this corpse's head. And down here... Uh, they're talking about how some people just donate a particular part of their anatomy. And they explain, in that case, they carve you up as soon as possible with a picture of some bloodthirsty doctors here. And here, they're talking about the governor of Pennsylvania, the ex-governor, thankfully who just happened to find a heart and the liver within hours of being placed on an organ donor list, which lets you know how corrupt this all is. And they explain that's why doctors prefer brain-dead donors, because you'd have to be brain-dead to give away your organs. This chapter's about getting rid of a body. I saw Fargo. I know just how easy it is. And here's the story of Alfred Packer, who took off with five companions, and they thought they could make it over the Rockies before the snows came. They were wrong, and Alfred came back the other five were never seen again. Of course, he ate them. Uh, and uh, here the guy is talking about 
the Uruguayan soccer team who died in a plane crash and the ones who survived ate the ones who didn't and here the Spaniards were shocked to discover the Aztecs having human sacrifices. Yeah, that's about it. That's a cool chapter. Because it's about human, human sacrifice. Here's an even better chapter about necrophilia. This female is an apprentice bomber. And, uh, you know where the story's going when she looks at the one dead guy and he's in a sheep panel, but she buries him eventually so she can't fuck his body anymore. So she moves on to the next guy and so on and so on. And she's talking about Karen Greenlee, who was an apprentice in Bomber 2, and she liked to fuck the dead guys. I actually did the dry run of Podcast X about her, so I'm familiar with her story, but uh, I like when she says, Everybody said necrophilia was wrong, but it makes sense for me. And here, in this chapter, they're talking about vampires. And they say, one common sign was the bodies emitted a terrible odor. You know, like Electra did. I remember Daredevil thinking to himself when he dug up our body, okay, whoever's in there is dead because he couldn't smell our body. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message.
Chapter 8 is about culture and customs. This first story is about voodoo. In the end, the guy turns this guy, uh, the other guy, into a zombie. And that's supposed to be a funny ending. The next story is about soccer. Of course, they reference the Uruguayan soccer team that each other on here. This strip about nursery rhymes and how they're all really morbid is cute. It ends with baby death here telling his father about death. Okay, daddy, I like nursery rhymes. Of course he does. Because the dad made them all exceptionally morbid. Here, the art of death uh, has some more dead baby photos like the other story in the other part did. This little dead girl here is in cartoon heaven. Cartoon heaven. Uh, she's saying Islamic heaven is the best. Uh, I guess so. If they're gonna convince people to kill each other, give them incentive, you know, to do so. Chapter 9 is about beyond death. And here's Maddie again from chapter 3 of this podcast. It's about near-death experiences, which there's no such thing, and here, this part is about famous last words. I like John Crawford's last words. Damn it, don't you dare ask God to help me. Most soldiers' last words are mother and airplane crashers, their last words are usually, Oh, shit. Eh. I like Gary Gilmore's last words, which were, Let's do it. Dutch Schultz, the gangster, his last words were, He was so verbose, he got a whole chapter to himself. But, uh, yeah. Uh, 20 hours after he started talking, his final last words were, I want to pay, let them leave me alone. Those were his final last words. And uh, the book concludes with this caption, if you don't worry about where you were before you were born, why worry about after you die? What happens? Why do you worry about what happens when you die? Uh, I don't know. Because that's pretty much all that matters. Uh, I give this book a nine. Uh, some of the chapters were weak, but the other ones made up for it. And uh, I'm out of here.